0: Welcome everybody. So, today uh, we're going to have a quick chat about the obvious, but uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, part of me thinks it doesn't need to be said or it shouldn't need to be said, but unfortunately, uh, apparently it does. But um, why World War Three is a stupid idea. Um, so it, uh, appears, you might think there's, the risk of this is overblown, and that, you know, oh, everything's fine, you know, there's no way that would happen again, we all learned the lesson from World War One. I. I mean, lo- World War II and World War I, oh, okay, we didn't learn the lesson once, is it possible we wouldn't learn the lesson twice? Um... And, uh, and then on the other hand, other people who think like, well, let's not call it World War Three, but I mean, yeah, know we want, the, we do want war because for A, B or C, um, it's a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just going to have a brief summary here, as heavy as it may be. I am going to keep it, I'm going to aim for like 15 minutes, um, just why it's a moronic idea to Uh, think that we should engage in mass slaughter. So first, a little bit of music um, which might convey my maudlin um, uh, blues at the thought of uh, humanity being so foolish Um, and the beautiful hope that uh, we can kind of, especially the people who know this is obviously a bad idea, can kind of maybe wake up and keep a closer eye on the people who um, are tugging us in the direction of a third world war. <laughs>
1: dumb give me a helmet and have me go and shoot someone Let's go burn down someone's town, let's go blow babies into the abyss, let's go screw up school and learning so they don't even know what they miss. Let's go shoot somebody's brother, father, uncle, brother, or cousin, friend, enemy oh but still a human someone oh give me a helmet and make me feel like i'm someone important and the other guys will be on the run oh it's such a beautiful thing to be able to lash out and unleash my reptile inside while feeling I'm a an angel on a cloud Oh, war is wise, war is so smart and a little fun And if we make some money, hey, what's so bad about that, son? War is stupid and war is dumb Have we not learned the lesson yet? Wake the fuck up, everyone.
0: So, um, all right. 15 minutes starts now. I think that's fair. 25 to 4. All right. So, okay. So, start. Why is war? Terrible idea. And then, less important, I'll say why we should be thinking about this, uh, and what why certain people want war, um, i.e. why this is actually something you need to think about and probably keep your eyes open, and if, uh, you know, maybe write to your local politician or something, hey, by the way, vote against war if that comes up, if that happens to come up in the agenda. Um, uh, I haven't done that myself, actually, but I will do that. I'll take my own advice there. Um, so, yeah, okay, so first, why is war done? Well, uh, we're all human beings, and I think that the, the, the best way to think about this is from the lens of what you could call spirituality or psychology, um, in that this is basically us against them there's a, like human beings. We have great uh, empathy and cooperation for those who we feel are in our group, but then those who aren't in our group, like other troops of humans back in the day, other tribes, we didn't even consider them human. Really, we were just going to murder them because we weren't sure if they were going to do the same thing to us. And so that lingers over in, you know, and that um, in mo- the modern world where distrust of outsiders. Oh, you, you use Microsoft. I use Apple. All right. Uh, and you want to kill them. No, not really. But, um, but like Us Against Them psychology where even people like Ukrainians and Russians, they're so similar culturally and even ethnically to a, a significant extent. Um, both speak East Slavic languages, both have a shared history. Russia was born in Kiev, in Kievan Rus, the, a Viking kingdom ruled by Vikings, but um, Slavic uh, population in general. And um, that turned into Russia. And then Ukraine was kind of separate. I don't know exactly how that split off. Um, but yeah, so it's the, the very intertwined history. Um, and, uh, but even then they can be going, like, oh yeah, you know, seeing each other as, uh, you know, like just deserving to be killed en masse. Like I've heard from Ukrainians who talk to them who cl- clearly have the feeling maybe subconsciously. And when I mentioned it, they were kind of like, oh no, yeah, I wouldn't into that but yeah some other people for sure of my country are feeling that way of like yeah let's just kill Russians in general Russians in general deserve to be hated because they're a part of this you know they're complicit they support the government and then Russians kind of feeling um I don't know about Russians uh feeling like all Ukrainians need to be killed or something or saying they're all complicit um but I would imagine that's happening but I don't know um so anyway, like uh, basically, you know, us against them. We we are right, they're wrong. You can see why that would be a basic thing that is needed for like animals to operate. It's not. Oh, maybe we're the bad guys. It's like doesn't matter. Just propagate your genes, right? So in the modern world, when we've got all these weapons and nuclear bombs and stuff, obviously that's dangerous. So um, yeah, we need to be very careful about our narratives, and you know, you talk to. Uh if I talk to Ukrainians or people from Poland or former Soviet countries where they were treated very badly by Russians, specifically communists. So you could say, was it that they were Russian or was it that they were freak you know, freaking communists, um, totalitarians, you know? Um I would say it's more the latter, but you could make a case that there is some sort of tendency in Russian culture to be very uh Warlike and very intense and tough given that they were conquered many times and wiped out by the mongols and that, you know hit uh, Nazi Germany and blah, blah blah that they've got like a, a long history of warfare And so perhaps that's ingrained somewhere collectively in the hive mind maybe um, But yeah people they would often they'd be like oh look you no know, Russia's just Imperialist and they're just <clears throat> they only know strength you got to show it to them, you know um, uh you got to speak, you know, show them, their, speak the only language they speak, power. Um, it seems stupid to me, but, um, but that's the point of view. And saying, yeah, fair enough, like Russia has invaded a sovereign country. Um, you could make the case like, oh, yeah, but no, there was a coup in Kiev in, 19, uh, in 2014, the Maidan revolution, it said there was a democratically elected government, but it was more friendly to Russia. And then the Americans, uh, was it Victoria Nuland, is that her name? Um, and the CIA, US agents basically overthrew it, funded you know, people to make it look like it was a popular uprising, and took over. And then the eastern provinces said, we don't recognize this, this is anti-constitutional, we are seceding because you're trying to bring in all this anti-Russian law, like that we won't be able to use our language when the eastern provinces spoke Russian mostly, 90 percent of the people, and they were part of Russia up until 100 years ago, um, when they were part of the Soviet Union, but then... When they're all together, one country. They were split. Part of it was given off to the Ukrainian Soviet Republic because it was like, ah, oh, we're all one big country anyway. And the Soviet Union ends, and suddenly, what was Russia and has 90% Russian ethnic Russians is now Ukraine. Um, but that those provinces were like, uh, no, we don't recognise this central government. This is like a foreign intervention. We are declaring independence. And then there was like kind of basically civil war, or like you know the Kiev government going in to the eastern provinces and fighting, and there's death and war. Up until and the Crimea separating and and up until like you know, like last year, and then the Russians go in and they would say, "Oh no, we're protecting these people who are under attack in Eastern Ukraine." And you know the Americans are moving warheads into like Poland and you know um, there there's all these sorts of very aggressive behavior. They they are saying that which is a fact that there was a. a a verbal agreement when the Berlin Wall came down that NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which already has Turkey, which I don't think in the Atlantic, but okay, um, uh, that they were, you know, they wouldn't spread eastward. And then that verbal promise was broken and NATO kept expanding eastward. And so Russia feels threatened. And you look at, oh, why did the Americans go into Iraq? Why did they go into Afghanistan? Is it really about the war on terror? Um Weapons of mass destruction turned out to be a big lie. Why did they overthrow you know, Gaddafi in Libya? Is it a coincidence he wanted to get the African countries trading in oil in something that wasn't the US dollar? Okay, we don't need to go into too much depth, but there's many cases where the record will show, basically, um, there, uh, um, there is some reason, it's not totally paranoid for Russians to be worried that the Americans were trying to um, take away their sovereignty. Um, because America has done that in many countries, taken away the sovereignty of many people, overthrown, including overthrowing democratically elected governments in Iran in 1952, in um, Central and South America throughout the 20th century. Um, you can look this up if you want. John Pilger, War on Democracy, talks about the Americas, and I think in yeah also in general, yeah, Americans overthrowing democratically elected governments or the CIA and the American military. Um, I'm a big fan of America in many ways, but like we've got to be honest and talk about things as they are otherwise we're lost got to be honest right so the point is we can point fingers at each other um, someone sympathetic to the Russian side you know someone in i don't know maybe chinese or something oh yeah we we're more you know maybe like we're similar to them and that we're on the back foot we're a power a big power in the world but You know, we're kind of treated with a bit of suspicion by the Westerners or whatever. Maybe India, um, you know, maybe in Brazil or whatever. Some countries, they might be a little bit more sympathetic to Russia. Like, "Mm, it seems like the Americans just can't deal with other countries getting more power. And they just want to keep, they're trying to take their chance to make sure that they stay on top of the world. Even as their economy seems to be kind of falling inward and the culture is getting dysregulated and people are getting divided. In America, um, but whatever. Like the, the, let's say this particular flashpoint in Ukraine, which risks a third world war um, between the U.S. NATO and its allies, and then Russia and its allies. Basically, um, uh, so the point is that there are reasons from both sides that you can you can make an argument that Russia is in the right, and you can make the argument that Ukraine is in the right. Um, and I think it's important to see the truth on both sides. And as um, uh, Eric Weinstein said in a, his latest Joe Rogan podcast, which was uh, making some good points, that you need to hold both of these in awareness at the same time. The sovereignty argument, saying you know, it's none of Russia's business, you know, if the Eastern Europe wants to join NATO, that's their sovereign right. Fair enough. But you also have to hold the also valid point of spheres of influence in mind um, which is like America wouldn't allow Canada or Mexico to become allies with like Russia and have missiles on there but we don't care about your sovereignty like no like let's be real this is we're not comfortable with this we're not gonna let you do it that's the end of the story so we have to be honest we can't be hip like if you're being hypocritical do you not the minute you're being hypocritical you need to turn inward and realize there's a parasite in you somewhere. There's some sort of false idea which is stuck in your system. You're not operating on reason and logic, and that should be very worrying. Because if you've got uh, even one um, kind of uh, flaw in your thinking, like a serious flaw, um, it could totally send you in the wrong direction. So, oh, I want this, so this is what I'm going to do. How do you know that that's actually what you want? If there's any inconsistencies in your thinking, you might be chasing something that you actually don't want, and that's actually bad for you, right? So I think it's very as soon as you realize a contradiction or a hypocrisy, you need to turn inward. And so I think this spiritually, this conflict is a challenge for humanity. It is a um, an opportunity for us, <clears throat> with all the pressure, to force millions of minds to pay attention, wake up, and start thinking about what can we learn here and how can we transcend and the pressure of this danger has the potential to uh, and these very complicated issues has the potential to raise consciousness and bring us to a level of greater peace ironically by having to face the prospect of this annihilation and war So, so there are narratives, I won't go into detail, I'm going to keep it short But both sides, you can make the case um, why it would be justified, you know, to invade Ukraine or um, justified um, to say that that, that's wrong. Right. Um, I don't want, you know, um, Russia to invade another country. I also don't want the Americans to overthrow governments. And let's be honest. um, We're human beings. We're partly saints and we're partly. You could say sinners or you could say animals, you know, and. um, you know, it's, we're all, oh, human beings are selfish, the selfish gene, blah, blah, blah. Oh, do you think the American government overthrows other governments for its own benefit? Oh, I wouldn't say that. Why would they do that? But you were just saying everyone's selfish. Oh, yeah, they are selfish, but not the powerful people. No, 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 that, that would make me very uncomfortable if they were being selfish. Um, and I think, you know, to be clear, I think these governments are a mix of light and dark, but it doesn't matter. Um, We're all human beings, we're all learning, we've all got our own work to do. I don't know what's going on inside the Kremlin or in the White House. It's above my pay grade, but I do know that war is a bad idea. Um, It, so on one level I've said there's these different narratives, right? And there's an opportunity to open our mind to different narratives and to try to understand different sides and talk together. But um, just to flesh it out, if there actually is a war, as I kind of (laughs) said... in my little song like so many people are going to be killed now that's it's true we can't really put it in mind but do you know someone who's died and isn't it kind of weird that they're not here anymore and you can't talk to them anymore maybe you dream of them sometimes and you're like wow imagine if they were still here and i could have one more conversation what would i say to them what would i hear back you know um, there's going to be a lot more people like that who we can't talk to if if there's a war. A lot of them are going to be children, young children who have this future. They could do so many things, there's so many paths they could go down. Think about you and your dreams for your future and then think about that just being taken away. That's what we're talking about on an incomprehensible scale. Injuries. Um, you know, imagine, Think about when you're sick and really uncomfortable. You've been hung over or something and you're like, oh, can this just end? Agony a thousand times worse than the pain you were been in recently it's going to be unleashed on countless people um you think about how much work it takes to put your house together and make it look nice and get everything organized um and then you know one thing breaks and you're oh it's such a pain to fix it think about how much work it is to rebuild ukraine even already and that's just that's without nuclear weapons obliterating everything that's without europe getting involved um that you know, wider, broader Europe. That's without you know um, Asia getting involved, without you know Taiwan and China having flashpoints, or um, so much destruction of property, of injuries, disabilities, people who can't hear anymore, can't feel anymore, can't see, can't taste because like things going wrong, um, uh, unable to work, musicians who lose a finger and now they can't play beautiful music which they were playing up until then um, people who get traumatized and so they're no longer themselves They're no longer able to be calm with their loved ones and connect and then you know know, their children are raised and there's this shadow and this dark cloud over them and they never really understand why and then they raise their children in a dark way because they they don't know why but there was this darkness which their parents were hiding and this trauma um, this fear and this spiritual shutdown which was um, inflicted upon their psyches and, you know, it, if, for all the people who are dying and get injured or you know, have their, you know, their plans, their businesses, their dreams, their, their studies derailed and they can't do it, um, and you know, a stitch in time saves nine, once there's like, all this damage um, unleashed, then it, it can be increasingly expensive and time-consuming to put it back together. That's like civilization accelerates. The more organized and advanced we get, the faster we can keep, keep improving it. Same is true, but like in the other direction. If we the more war we have, the slower we, we're able to rebuild. Um, and we're facing a war that likes which we've never seen. Um, so nukes like Putin's just pulled out of the nuclear treaty, I believe. Um, and apparently, there are um, well, I've read, I believe, there are uh, war games going on with the UK, um, and NATO, other NATO countries in Lithuania which has Kaliningrad to the west of it and the rest of Russia to the east. Kaliningrad's an outpost of Russia, but it's like an exclave, so it's part of Russia, but it's in between Poland and like Lithuania. And, um, so, like, what are they doing over there? The UK, oh, Brexit, let's pay attention to like, it. Brexit and Europe, oh, divided. Well, they look pretty un- united when they're overdoing war games over in Lithuania. So, um, and... Uh, you know, uh, Russia. I believe again, I might be wrong, but from what I read, um, a senior Russian general said that they they consider that they are already fighting NATO in Ukraine because um, the Ukrainian armies are largely funded um, and you know outfitted, equipped, and trained by NATO, um, and so. Uh, there is a real danger that this is escalating, and um, we, and you know uh, a figure I think in the British cabinet said um, recently um, we need to face you know uh, Russia more directly. So what what do you mean? You mean World War Three, right? And so it seems that there are people who seem to think um, you know and look there's people who think that this is an action movie and they're here to be the, the main character who Jason Bourne goes and kills everyone else and he's fine, no worries. Um, and these dreams of, you know, World War Two and like, you know, oh, you know, it's been a while since we went and kicked ass and, you know, the good guys and it's all just insane, like, you know, delusional thinking. Like, um, there's so much risk for just the, everyone getting obliterated um, And and how do you, you know, even that, like, you know, Even on a more practical level, what if, oh, you know, the the Western financial system crumbles because, you know, like, we're just so top-heavy and de-industrialized, and then, you know, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, becomes the the dominant political force on the planet. Like, do you really want to be rolling the dice like that so easily? Um, And... You know, emer- the, the USA, you know, it's, it's no secret. Like, the, there's that um, Smedley Butler, 100 years ago or so, wrote that essay, War is a Racket. He was a, a very decorated senior Marine inside the US you know, military. And he was saying, war is a racket. It's always been a racket. And, you know, it's basically a front for... Big business is made off this, and that's just a, a cold, hard reality of that we're not as advanced as we might hope to be. We're very advanced in many ways, and things are getting better in many ways. But we're still, we've still got these reptilian instincts, and we need to be very careful um, to be honest about our leaders, so to, so to speak, our leaders, and what's actually going on and what's motivating these people. And I think most people in the government want to do good, but a lot of them aren't brave enough to risk their positions, and a lot of them are indoctrinated into These ideas of like, you know, warfare and just crazy um, uh, ideologies. Um, And in the USA in particular, which has a very outsized influence over the world and over Europe and Australia and the whole planet, of course, very powerful influence um, culturally as well as militarily and politically and financially. um, They make an enormous amount of money off of um, uh, war. And the arms industry, you know, they lobby Congress and... They, they build the guns, they build the bullets, they make the bullets, they make the, the warplanes. And they're making a killing. They're making enormous amounts of money off the conflict in Ukraine. And they stand, if, you know, America can avoid getting totally obliterated in a war, they would make an enormous amount of money off of World War Three. So you need to be very careful. Think about you. Oh, do you want $1,000? That sounds okay. Why not? What do I have to do? Imagine like a trillion dollars. Do you have any idea how much influence that has over the psyche? And people are... I don't think we're meditating enough. I don't think we're doing enough yoga. I don't think we're able to resist that. And, you know, all right, so I want to, it's five minutes to four here. So I'm going to go just uh, make it a little bit over the timeline. I promised you good people. But so the point is there is a very real threat of war here. And also this whole great reset nonsense, right, which is a real thing, these big centralist, um, corporatocracy kind of cats, you know, um, uh, who meet in Davos every year and you know, have their um, uh, WEF, WEF, you know, World Economic Forum meetings. They talk openly about, they're trying to centralize control on the planet and they think that that's a good idea, obviously, road to hell paved with good intentions. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people who, you know, many of them coked up out of their minds, probably like the people at Davos, who also think that they know better than everyone else. And guess what? A lot of them are idiots. They don't know what's going on, you know? Um, they might be great, very smart in many ways, but as soon as you start saying, oh, my solution is give me the power, let me take over, it's like you're probably, if you want the power, you don't deserve the power. The power really is deserved by the people who are like, no, no, not me. I'm not wise enough. We go, look, you're wiser than everyone else. Everyone else would take the power. That's how we know you're the one who should be leading. And people who don't have that humility, very dangerous to give them all the power these people you know there's a clear um, you could look into that yourself but there's a clear set of events in motion where they're trying to they have a lot of influence over cabinets around the world it's not a you know um, a conspiracy theory it's a conspiracy it's um it's a a secret plan and in some extent it's not even a conspiracy it's just a plan it's just a you know because now it's quite open and they're open about it in many ways I'm sure there's conspiracy there's elements which are being kept hidden um, and then there's conspiracy theories, which is what we are guessing about those potential conspiracies. But a lot of it's not even conspiracy fact anymore. It's just a plan. It's it's not a secret plan, right, which is what a conspiracy is. And so there, there's all these talk about, you know, getting the world into central banking digital um, currencies, more like a coupon, really. Um, you could look that them up, CBDCs. Uh, um, and which would be a complete, you know, Chinese kind of style. Much love to China, but you know the system there does not seem healthy to me at all. Extra- such power to the government um, is very dangerous, um, given that human beings in- individually aren't spiritually mature on en mass enough yet for that kind of control for a government. Um, but that um, the, there are these dangerous um, centralization efforts being made, and the whole climate change thing is being used to that clearly to some extent. Um, And uh, a war, oh, martial law, we're at war with the Russians, all right, full control to the government. That seems like not good timing given that there's all this talk about kind of you'll own nothing and you'll be happy and all that jazz. So, but even if you're not aware of that or you're kind of skeptical of these sorts of things about the efforts of centralizers of power globally and maybe you're a bit tired oh lockdown a bummer you know everything seems hard there's not enough money i'm just going to chill and watch netflix and relax like you, you, come on. like we need to like stop being juvenile and like wake up like um i don't you know um it's not my place to tell you what to do but um yeah i think we all need to start paying more attention and just thinking we, we're going to be in the past this is going to be 200 years ago in the blink of an eye right and what will they say that how did the how did the story go you know and I think we're at this unique point in time where we have the opportunity to kind of um, educate ourselves and raise our awareness to a level where we can avoid this catastrophe of the this deep energy of this hostility to life in general which the ego has and which is within your own soul and my soul so where we can kind of let go of this trauma of thousands of years of this um, energy that's behind the momentum of the, the, mi- the mind and kind of have a spiritual peacemaking with ourselves where we become more aware of ourselves and then to act that out in the world by um, seeing everyone as ourselves. Um, so it's spirituality you know again I can't go into too much detail here but so there is a risk of war and it's going to waste our opportunities and we can have su- so much uh, such a better story. Um, Or we can have this ridiculous boring ending and just carnage and suffering like we can't even imagine Um, You know all the animals and plants all the nature lovers You know nuclear war is not so good for the deer either you know Um, and So I think uh, We need to kind of start being a bit more proactive and um, I think we need to get outside of the matrix and this dulling down and opiate effect of the comforts of modern society And um, this goes for me, very much so, because, I mean, I haven't been too involved. I haven't been writing letters to people. But um, I've been making peace within myself. But I think, you know, we need to make peace in the world as well. And um, I think this... I don't know the exact solution to conflicts in Yemen or, you know, Taiwan and in China or in, you know, Ukraine and Russia and all that or wherever else around the world, Palestine and Israel. But um, it begins by... um, making peace within spiritual growth becoming aware of the ego learning about spiritual awakening and what that really means and then um, considering opening our minds to other narratives about what's going on in the world and trying to see ourselves as the other and try to see okay imagine I'm Vladimir Putin what am I doing why am I doing it okay and now back I'm here again how can I kind of build a bridge to that guy's mind and try to Just talk sense into him and try to bring us to peace. And how, you know, for the other side too, for like, you know, the head of NATO or whatever, who they're all equally hawkish, you know, everyone's ready to go kill each other. So I think uh, there's no, um, yeah, we we can't just, you know, bury our head in the sand and this is going to get better. I think it's like either we wake up or we go to sleep. (laughs) So, um, yeah think this is something real and this is Poland 1939 and oh it'll be fine yeah hmm no if you if you don't do anything no it's not going to be fine things are moving in the wrong direction um, certain things are moving in the right direction but the overall flow is in the wrong direction luckily through becoming more aware and communicating more um, and including writing letters to people talking to your friends or if it comes up in conversation yeah we should just go bomb Putin like, actually no we shouldn't and have that conversation and just it might seem like there's no effect but just you know it's like oh what can I do I'm just a tiny thing if even if I you know make some changes I make my uh, allegiance to peace clear to people around me that's not gonna change anything well yeah but what if everyone thinks like that then nothing happens but if everyone did what if i'm suggesting which is just be the change you want to see in the world if millions of people start doing that then suddenly the war is impossible so all we we got the internet we can communicate very clearly we just need to ally ourselves with peace within become more peaceful people where we and that will allow us to kind of entertain and understand other narratives even people who we think are crazy like okay you think war is a good idea whether you're on the side of you know um, NATO or Russia or whatever or, you know, um, and uh, just to be able to have empathy and say, okay, I don't agree with you, but I can understand you at least, and we can talk our way through this, you know, um, and and then once we do that, which I believe we can, um, and we will, um, then we're going to be far wiser, because we have been the pressure to overcome the pressure of this um, bottleneck, um, it's going to change us and uh, for the better and we're going to become wiser stronger people so um pressure makes diamonds and so that's my hope um and uh yeah so i would say if you start if you notice wherever you are your government you know talking about oh yeah or the media oh yeah maybe war is a good idea maybe write a letter to the newspaper write a letter to your local politician talk to your friends um and yeah i uh i think Peace is a, a treasure, which it's like the thing of the guy sitting on you know the box. It's like the beggar sitting on the box and then being like uh, you know, a man walks past him and he says, oh, spare some change. And the, the stranger says, oh, I have nothing to give you. And, um, but what's that box you're sitting on? And the, the beggar's like, oh, this old thing? I don't know, nothing. It's just I've just been sitting on it you know, for years. And then the stranger says, oh, look, why don't you look inside it? And then the beggar does so and to his disbelief it's full of treasure and you know uh, this is from the beginning of the book the power of now by Eckhart Tolle which I highly recommend to the whole planet (laughs) and he says you know like you are that beggar and I am that stranger I have nothing to give you but I'm just pointing to you look inside and you know Empire builders and you know warmongers we're all brothers and sisters here on one level you know, I judge you as um, fools. Uh, on another level, I have no judgment for you at all, and I understand that that foolishness is in me as well. So we're equal. I'm not above you there. Um, and I'm sure in many ways you're above me. And You know, you're very organized, that's for sure. Um, but we all um, have this opportunity to look within and find the treasure within ourselves. And the when we're trying to build that empire or have that fight, what we're really... It's not going to give us what we think it's going to give us. It's an illusion. that, that Scratching that itch is just going to make it itchier. It doesn't work. Um, the only resolution is spiritual triumph, and that is where you actually go within and kind of grow um, psychologically. And if enough people do that, even a, 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 a very small minority of people doing that, um, real work, um, which is a very, if you want to be a real warrior, be a, a peaceful warrior. Go to war with your own mind and your own... Um, parasitic unhealthy psychological tendencies and um that small minority doing that we can totally shift the direction of the narratives and um the situations on this planet so i think this is just one challenge that we've got ahead of us but um yeah there's a great um uh, a great opportunity in this difficulty um for the the wise realistic optimist so that's it Much peace to you, my brothers and sisters. And uh, namaste.